Welcome to Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and heart decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I'm a former family caregiver. I've worked in the home health care industry, and now I work for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron. She's the Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. Also, a positive approach to care, certified trainer and consultant, and a former family caregiver with well over 30 years of experience in the industry. The thoughts and opinions expressed belong to Edith and I, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us, not at them. Now, before making any significant changes in your life or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we're going to talk about ageism. All right, are you prepared for that? We'll be right back after this. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, ADRC, has served as a Central Florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center. They are dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illnesses. ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skills, and strategies they need to help them confidently prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit the website adrccares.org. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. We are back, and the topic today is ageism, which kind of feels like, oh, that's something that's out there until it happens to you. And it happens on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, I know millennials are just like, hey, uh, we're adults now. You can't stop just saying all oh, these kids today. Um, I'm a Gen Xer. I don't get a whole lot <laughs> yet. It's coming, though. <laughs> but Edith, what exactly is ageism? Yeah, it's a discrimination by any other name. It's, it really is that clean and simple. It has been touted as being the last acceptable type of discrimination. We were heavily involved in learning about it, of course, at Syracuse when you're involved in, you know, social psych and those sorts of things. But ageism, and we've got all kinds of science, and we won't, we won't go into all the studies that were done, but if anybody cared to even Google it, these are all science-based comments and statements we're going to talk about today. Ageism hurts everyone, as does any form of discrimination, right? We know that stress is a real risk factor for developing Alzheimer's disease and some other forms of dementia. Mm -hmm. And the stress of being subjected to ageism as a form of discrimination contributes to that. So it, there are smaller studies that show that, yeah, that is, that is a factor we need to consider. You know, we can all giggle about the um, kind of snarky birthday cards and ha-ha and all that. I have a little troll. Do you remember the troll doll? Yes. And it's got gray hair and it's got a little shirt on it that says age to perfection. Ah. You know, so that, that isn't, uh, isn't too, too bad. But the point is that they even just had to put it out. I had a colleague who used to say instead of 
how old are you? She would say, how many years life experience do you have? Aww. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty good because we all respect experience, I think. Don't yes, we? we should. We also know that when you look old, or according to society, mm. right? Um, those of us who refuse to color our hair, we, we do get treated differently. I know I was actually startled at how differently I was treated in the medical field when my age clock went tick into that next uh, milestone. I, suddenly I was treated differently, and I do mean suddenly. Wow. I ended up changing physicians over it. Yeah. Um, there's disparities, health disparities. Mm-hmm. We know that a healthier outlook on aging is better for our bodies, our brains. We also know that aging, um, you know, the stereotypes are, oh, you get old, you get sick, you can't do anything, you suddenly get stupid, right? You can't, right. You can't think. That, um, those are all uh, false <laughs> constructs. It's not true. Older people, and that was not defined by age, but Generally speaking, we mean 65 and older, um, have a happier outlook on life. Hey. They're more confident, right? They, and I'm going to start saying we, we have a tendency to look at things and go, okay, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not so, such a big deal where someone in their 30s might think, oh my gosh, this is awful. How right. am I going to deal with this? You know, loss of a job is one of those things. Right? Okay. But yes, uh, we we do have a tendency as older people to do it to younger people, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, you're too young to understand, honey. And that's just as offensive as, well, here's your receipt, dear. Uh, you know, when they say that to me at the checkout, it's like, I'm not your dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. Because we, we think we're being kind, we think we're being friendly, but those are... Um, those are ways that can give offense. And I will recognize that offense is not intended, but to demean someone through overly familiar titles or overly familiar little words like that can can give offense. So we should all try to avoid that. Unless you're clearly older than me, then that's, you know, <laughs> those kinds of things. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of research. Um, there's one the in 2020 called the New Resolution on Ageism that recognizes age as a risk factor for discrimination, finally, formally, scientifically recognized. Um, and they're asking the question, as a society, what can we do to promote positive aging? Mm. And isn't that a better way of looking at things? Let's look at the positive things instead of always looking at the negative and trying to correct it. Um, when was the last time you heard somebody say, oh, I'm having a senior moment? Right. Yeah, let's stop saying that, okay? Okay. <laughs> you know, All right. That, that kind of thing. So uh, we just make a lot of generalizations about being older, and many of those just aren't true. I remember Dr. Amber Steckel was talking about falls. We just assume you get older, you fall more. No, that actually is not the case. Um, There are some factors that could lead to that. But if you uh, work on your balance and, uh, you know, do things like be comfortable with the floor, you won't be falling as much. And it's not just one of those things that happen. You can have a sharp mind until you're 100. We've seen it happen time and time again. But it's a lot of what you decide to do with your body. But if you think that's what's supposed to happen, then you aren't going to slow down. 
um, and think about what you can do to improve yourself if you just assume that's what happens. Absolutely. I remember being a child at the dentist, which was in and of itself a terrifying experience Mm. for me. We were at a new dentist and he gave me my first shot of Novocaine, Mm. um, which tells you the dentist we'd been seeing. I was getting my teeth filled with Novocaine. And um, he walked away and he said, I'll be back in a little bit. And I thought it was supposed to put me to sleep. Oh, so I tried very, very hard. I tried so hard to fall asleep that I made myself dizzy. Oh, my and, goodness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, but the, that the power of what we think is supposed to happen is a true power. So if we think we're supposed to slow down, if we think we're supposed to not be as mentally quick, those things you do bring about self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Right? Um, yeah, some of us might get a little stiffer. You hear me. I make funny noises when I stand up now. Um, <laughs> and sometimes our recall might be more, uh, appear to be more slow, but I will argue that, that it's I'm running through all the options I now know mm-hmm. that question could have. And it, it might appear that I'm being slower, but I'm actually being more thoughtful. Right. We have a lot more data points in our brains the yes. older that we get. Yes. Yes, yes. we do. Our compassion, our empathy increases, our um, confidence, you know, our kindness. There was one study that took a look at what are some of the major differences in the Japanese society and the American society. And you know what I'm going to say. It's all about inclusion and respect. They honor their old folks. They, They look for ways to learn from them. Here, we have a tendency to, and I'm going to be pretty blunt, warehouse our infirm older people, right? Mm-hmm. They go to a nursing home. And then we point and say, oh, look, but we have the children's choir coming in at, at the holidays and they're going to sing. And yes, they do. And those children walk away with the concept of what? Aging means you need a walker. Aging means you sit in a wheelchair. Hmm. Children need intergenerational exposure where they are interacting with adults who are hale and hearty and they can learn something from right? right that's why it's so good to see elders as volunteers and things um, teaching kids yeah right? tutors and, and reading instructors swimming people you know i took swimming lessons as a child and i can still see her she was wonderful we called her tangy and she was probably the oldest person i knew at that mm-hmm. point you know my and i my grandparents were still alive but she wore an orange bathing suit and um, had a wonderful tan. It was allowed back then <laughs> and taught us all some pretty good swimming techniques. So I think through some good experiences, I've always had a more positive outlook on aging maybe than my peers. But the whole point of having this discussion today and maybe at the beginning of the year is to encourage everyone to look at things. What, what is that commercial like? What is that card really saying? Are you getting um, substandard care? And if you are, speak up, mm-hmm. right? It is a different world. We get that. You know, I, my poor mother-in-law that I mention often, she firmly believes that the doctor, he has a crystal ball and she doesn't have to say anything. And wow. she goes to the doctor and they're supposed to just intuit what's wrong. And that is not right. We can't do that anymore. Right. On the other hand, if you're, asking your physician about something and they dismiss it in any way, come right back to it. Say, no, I really want to talk about this. I'm concerned. I've never had this and whatever this may be before. This pain in my back, this pain in my hip, the dizziness when I stand up or 
or this insatiable thirst or hunger, insist on good care, right? I like that. I like that. And, you know, we don't want to just come here and wave our finger and say, ageism is bad. You all straighten up. I think we all have to listen to ourselves as well. You know, if we make a joke about you being over the hill, what's so wrong with the other side of the hill? Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, don't we all kind of climb to the top and peer over to see what's going on? Right. There, right. The right. other side of the mountain kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. We all own a piece of this. We all own a responsibility to honor life yes. as, as longevity occurs. You know, um, what's the alternative? Mm, exactly. Exactly. Did you find anything in your research about ageism and job employment? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Our um, workforce is graying mm -hmm. or is silvering, is however we <laughs> want to say it. Those of us who belong to silver yes. sisters, right? That means authenticity of hair color for those who are uh, yep. aware of it. I'm working on it. Yep, you are. And it looks beautiful. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very much. Um, so, yes, you have some fiercely credentialed and skilled people in the workforce, um, in part because their preparation for retirement is insufficient to their need because, boy, oh, boy, our economy and our world mm -hmm. has changed a great deal. Also, they are hard to replace because they know so much about that given topic, if you will. Right. right? Um, you do hear of some ageism dancing around that. Uh, younger people say, well, if these old people would get out of here, I could get a job. Right. Um, yeah, maybe, but you're not going to take the position of that person that's been doing the same work for 40 years. There, That still is out there. Also working and contributing to society, whether you're being paid for it or volunteering, mm -hmm. is a direct positive thing to do for yourself again and for society. Over and over and over again, we hear the stories about, oh, they retired and they died. Mm. Or just recently happened over the weekend, um, a colleague was getting ready to retire on the 31st of December and she died. Well, unexpectedly. Mm. Right? So, those things kind of are out there, too, and that contributes to the the confusion surrounding it. But also we find in, in a couple of small studies or investigations, if you will, when someone who has been doing the same type of work for decades mm -hmm. leaves, retires, it takes three or four other people to replace them. So it's not as cost effective as ah. agencies, uh, you know, um, industries are finding out. So yes, working as long as it is something that provides a sense of well-being yes. to the person who's doing the work is a very beneficial thing. Now, if you're, you're working hard at a physically taxing job because you can't afford to eat, that's a different story. Right. But hopefully with some age, there's some services out there that can help, right? Yes. That's one of the limited benefits that happen in our society. And it's state dependent, right? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you need help uh, with some things, there are some state entities that can help area agencies on aging and those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, uh, working in the workforce is a contribution that is pretty significant to keeping our economy, our society, our industry, our science going. 
Yeah. And I think, again, taking it back to the individual, um, if you don't want that threat of ageism, what can you do? And it is you have to learn the new things that are, are coming up and not just say, well, I've always done it this way. I don't want to learn something new. Um, I get it. We all have that impulse. And I think um, somebody mentioned DOS the other day. And I'm like, my goodness, I have learned so many different ways to talk to a computer. Here we go with another one. But yeah, because it keeps changing and we have to keep learning. So you can't just say, I'm going to do it the same way I've always done it, because that'll get you in trouble. You know? Yeah. Inclu- even outlook on things. Oh, yes. we, we tried that or, oh, we've already done that. I don't think that's necessarily limited to aging, but you see it in aging yes. more, perhaps. And you're absolutely right. We, um, we are only as valuable to our workplace as we are current, right? Current yep. You know, even just look at the language. We no longer say certain terms that were clinically appropriate 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Uh, we no longer say them because no longer they are no longer clinically appropriate, but they're also very offensive. Right. You know, um, we aren't even going to go for example. Right. Uh, because right. they are that offensive. But yes, we have to continue to grow with technology and how fast, you know, I'm old enough to remember no Internet and party lines. Do you remember mm, party lines? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Party lines. And now, you know, the the phone that I carry every day in my hand, my smartphone, has more capability than the computers my dad helped work on for the Air Force. Right. You know, we've got photos of of him sitting with his suit coat on because the room was cold and huge bangs. This is before the microchip. Well, yeah. Right? When you use a piece of cardboard to speak to the computer. Yes, yes. Remember those... uh, Machines that you did the um those folding cards on. I don't even yes. remember the, the name of the machine. And they came and went quickly. I just remember the little stars fell off all the time and drove them crazy. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, you if you're going to remain relevant in today's world, you have to remain up to date. Yeah, I think, you know, with ageism, we recognize it. We need to look at how we contribute to it. But then you can't blame everything on ageism. You know, no, no. Um, some people were miserable at birth and they're going to remain <laughs> miserable no matter how old. So they were a grumpy young person <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, they're a grumpy old yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's that's something that you see, right? Grumpy older people. As you get older, you get grumpy. Well, not everybody does. That's one of those stereotypes, stereotypes yeah. Yeah, that um, can cause a little bit of uh, distress in others because we certainly continue to age you and I I'm far ahead of you but um, I like to think we aren't grumpy at all no (laughs) I don't think so we smile and we laugh and we we look at the world through not rose-colored glasses but with the expectation that everybody's going to honor the next person right I think that's really what it boils right down to right honor your grandparents yeah Um, listen to their stories encourage them to write their story you're going to want to know it. I had that great opportunity years ago when I was interviewing my grandmother for a little village booklet. And I learned then some really sweet things about how she met my grandfather and Mm. those kinds of things. So you really, really want to have the perspective of the older people in your families and in your world, in your circle, because they are going to help you grow Knowing the past does help you be a better future person. Yes. 
Yeah, I like that. All right, so we've been chatting about ageism. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. You can find us informed underscore aging on Instagram and Facebook.com slash informed aging. And today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.